Welcome, welcome, welcome to another wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm John Waters. How the hell are you? I'm sorry I missed out on last week. I was feeling like shit again, as it turns out. I'm sounding pretty okay, I think. Um, but I I got the cold a second motherfucking time. Um, it's kind of going away. I'm Every day is just a little bit less snotty and a little bit less coffee, but... That also comes to help with the, you know, Dayquil and the Robitussin 12-hour thing that I'm currently taking, which eh, it seems to be doing good things for me, I guess. I'm not so clouded in the mind, and I'm not so hacky in coffee, so eh, yeah, maybe it's working, um, more or less. Um, actually did some more recording and stuff today, so I'm actually feeling A-OK, -okay, at least enough to record and stuff, so... Hopefully, this I'll just get back on track with things, and it's just going to be better. How do I sound? Do I sound good? Well, if I if I do sound great, you can leave me an email at the uh, gospel at according to stupid at gmail .com. Um, You can find me on Facebook with the gospel according to stupid, and on Twitter at accord to stupid. Um, tell me I'm great, and or tell me I'm fucking terrible. Either way, um, this week I'm going to forego the. Uh, top cities and shit like that, because apparently um, SoundCloud, uh, where I have most of my analytics and things, which I probably should find a different place to do analytics, but I don't have a popular enough podcast to have like several thousand viewers yet. Someday, maybe. Um, looks like I got a, a couple more of you back, because I keep changing my followers and things. Uh, it used to be much higher than what it was, but now it's much lower than what it is. And I don't know what happened. People left... Some shit happened. I don't really know. But we're still on iTunes, uh, Player FM, uh, and several other places. Google Play still. Um, we're all over the fucking place. So uh, thanks for listening. And oh, and I should do the thing that I've been meaning to do. If you're new to this podcast, what this podcast is, is I'm reading the Bible for the very first time, and I'm reading the King James Version. And I'm just doing that because it seems like the oldest version, and I have no intention of learning you know, old Greek or old Hebrew. But I suppose if I made a uh, Patreon page that paid $10,000 a month, I will learn the shit out of Greek and or Hebrew. Um, so there's eventually that. Uh, yeah. So things are looking up in my world currently. I know I've, I've been talking a lot today, so my voice might not be as good as it could possibly be, but that might just be coming out of my, my dumb head. Um... So here we are. We're in Deuteronomy, and we're on chapter 23. And before we got to this, um, Deuteronomy started to be pretty okay up until the last couple of chapters. And those last couple of chapters started to get into kind of the rules of things, which I always like to hear the, like, single-versed rules of, of what's happening. And a lot of them, especially around the tail end of the episode, had to deal with what happens when you come across some random, but, but assumedly good-looking enough girl that you come in onto her, and yeah, it sounds exactly like it is when you go about and fuck her randomly. And whether she's married or not, and they break down the rules for what happens if she's any of those things. So I think I titled that last episode, you know, Rape, uh, pretty accurately. I was expecting quite a bit of backlash, but then again, eh, we'll see what happens. Right? So, um, here we go, man. We're on chapter 23. Of Deuteronomy, and I don't know how it's continuing or how it's going. I don't know where it's moving from here, but uh, yeah, here we go. 
He that is wounded in the stones, or hath his privy member cut off, holy shit, uh, shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. All right, so we're back into rules. Uh, I don't know about the wounded in the stones. Um, I'm either meaning like he has pain in his testicles or he has his dick cut off. You can't come to church. First rule of 23. A bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to his 10th generation shall he not enter into the congregation of the Lord. So 11th generations have to pass before you're like, eh, welcome back to the fold. Oh, shit. That fucking sucks. 10 generations. That's a long fucking time. I wonder if they number their kids. Um, an Amorite or Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to their 10th generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Uh, forever. Ah, oh, so we don't get a for we only get a forever for the Amorite or the Moabite, but for the bastard, ten generations. Uh, because they met you not with bread and with water in the way when you came forth out of Egypt, and because they hired against the Balaam, the sons of Beor, of Pethor, of Mesopotamia, to curse thee. I kind of remember that. Um. Anyway, nevertheless, the Lord thy God would not hearken unto Balaam. But the Lord thy God turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, because the Lord thy God loves thee. I... Oh, turn the curse into a blessing. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Cool. Uh, thou shalt not seek their peace, nor their post post prosperity, in all thy days forever. Why not? What's so bad about them? Uh, thou shalt not abhor the Edomite. Yeah, I remember writing, uh, having Team Edom, or something like that. Uh, for he is thy brother. Thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian, because thou wast a stranger in his land. Okay, so Edom and an Egyptian, you're like, hey, man, you're pretty okay, I guess. Uh, the children that are begotten of them shall enter into the congregation of the Lord in their third generation. Oh, my God. So they have to be like nine. Well, they have to be, I'm assuming, what? If you have a, I'm assuming generation of children. So let's say. You're having kids at the very youngest, you pr probably have them, which is 15-ish. I'm saying, I don't know, they might have had their kids younger. Um, so let's say 15, so the individual might be 30. So at like 45, you know, the, that third generation can start entering. <sighs> um, and you're probably dead in this time and age, because medicine being what it is, you know, I know it says that some of these folks lived to be 300 and 800 and whatever the fuck, but I'm imagining most of these Hebrew folk did not live as long as um, the rest of folks. Uh, when the host goeth forth against thine enemies, uh, then keep thee from every wicked thing. Um, good plan. Uh, if there be among you any man that is not clean by reason of unclean uncleanness, that chanceth him by night, then shall he go aboard out of the camp, he shall not come within the camp, but it shall be when evening cometh to, he shall wash himself with water, and when the sun is down, he shall come into camp again. Um, I am assuming that 10 and 11 deal with uh, night emissions, wet dreams, I'm assuming. Uh, thou shalt have a place also without the camp, whether thou shalt uh, go forth abroad. Aboard, broad, broad. Uh, and thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon. Oh boy. And it shall be when thou wilt ease thyself aboard. Uh, thou shalt dig therewith and shalt turn back and cover that which cometh from thee. Um, I'm not sure what 13 means. Uh, I really don't. 
Um, but whatever. Uh, so there's a paddle and something about burying something, digging shit. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of the camp to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. Well, is God walking around, or is he just in the congregation? Because uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of questions um, about that. Uh, anyway. Thou shalt not deliver unto his master the servant which is escaped from his master unto thee. Deliver unto his master the servant which is escaped from his master unto thee. He shall dwell with thee, even among you, in that place which he shall choose in one of thy gates, where it liketh him best. Thou shalt not oppress him. Ah, okay, this is an interesting one. Uh, I'm pretty sure slavery did not take into consideration 1516 of this, which it kind of sounds like. Like, if some servant just happens to leave, uh, you can house him, I guess. But that says servant. There's a clear difference in this of a slave, a servant, and a stranger, and so on in this. So maybe this is just for a servant in some way, some indentured servant. But even then, the servant kind of falls into the slave category. I found, at least. But I don't know. It sounds that way in uh, what we've been reading. There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. Ah, no fun. Uh, Thou shalt not bring the hire of a whore. Damn it. Or the price of a dog. What the fuck does that mean? Into the house of the Lord thy God for any vow. For even both these are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Um, for any vow. Okay, well, if is it a, you're marrying a whore? Are you buying a whore to marry her? Uh, I don't know what the price of a dog is. And I don't, it must be meaning something. Um. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Thou shalt not lend upon usury of thy brother, usury of money, usury of victuals, usury of anything that is lent upon usury. Usury, 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 usury. Uh, unto a stranger thou mayest lend upon usury. Why him? But unto thy brother thou shalt not lend upon usury, that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all that thou settest thine hand to in the land whither thou goest to possess him. Well, I mean... Fair, I guess. You don't want to make a weird thing with a family. But why a random stranger who could just be like, bye, and then go to Edom or whatever? Uh, when thou shalt vow a vow unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it. For the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be a sin in thee. Well, yeah, get it done. Uh, but if thou shalt forbear to vow, it shall be no sin in thee. Uh, forbear to vow? I don't, um, okay. Uh, that which is gone out of thy lips, thou shalt keep and perform, even a free will offering, according as thou hast vowed unto the Lord thy God, which thou hast promised with, my, with thy mouth. When thou comest into thy neighbor's vineyard, then thou mayest eat grapes, thy fill at thine own pleasure, but thou shalt not put any in thy vessel. Oh, okay, so you're not supposed to take food from your neighbor. Uh, when thou comest into the standing corn of thy neighbor, then thou mayest pluck the ears of the, uh, with thine hand, and thou shalt not move a sickle into thy neighbor's standing corn. You may take a little, a little that is easily replaced. 
But you cannot, you know, take an entire stock and you cannot, you know, take his grapes in order to, uh, you know, make your own sort of wine sort of thing. That's what I assume that kind of means. Um, let's see. Uh, commentary. So let's see. I was really confused about the dog line. Let's see if it, uh, where was it? Um, stranger. This was... Uh, 18. Okay, so 2318. Let me see if I can find this in the discussions and stuff, and maybe not. Uh, 15 to 25. I have this little discussion-y thing. Uh, let's see. Anyway, it is honorable to shelter and protect the weak, provided they are not wicked. Uh, proselytes and covert, uh, converts to the truth should be treated with particular tenderness that they may not, uh, may have no temptation to return to the world. Uh, okay. We cannot honor God with our substance unless it is honestly and honorably come by. It must not only be considered what we give, but how we got it. Okay, I guess. I, maybe that's how... Uh, where the borrower gets or hopes to get, it is just that the lender should share the gain. But to him that borrows for necessary food, pity must be showed. That which is gone out of thy lips is, as a solemn and deliberate vow, must not be recalled, but thou shalt keep and perform it punctually and fully. Uh, they are allowed to pluck and eat of the corn or grapes that grew on the roadside, only they must not carry any away. All right, I was right about that, I guess. Uh, this law this law intima, intima, in, in, intimated uh, what great plenty of corn and wine they should have in Canaan. It provided for the support of poor travelers and teaches us to be kind to such, teaches us to be ready to be uh, to distribute and not to think everything lost that is given away. Yet it forbids us to abuse the kindness of friends or take advantage that that was allowed. Okay, neat. But still, we don't have an answer for that. Faithfulness uh, to the engagements should be marks of the people. They should never encroach upon others. Uh... Let's see. Uh, I, I mean, there's also a discussion thing on here, and I gotta fucking find this sort of thing. And a lot of people are just throwing Jesus around, and it doesn't. Right now, Jesus doesn't exist. Um. All right. Um. I'm gonna minorly pause to find a thing, and then I'll be right back. Okay. Sorry to leave you, but you know, for you guys, it's just an instant thing. Um, I found a thing, and I don't know how well it is, but it's, eh, it sounds promising. Uh, Bible Hub, uh, is where I'm at. Um, so, let's see. Uh. Shit, I, <laughs> sorry. I, uh. I just kind of fuck things up. But I, anyway, I just pressed a couple buttons and everything got fucked. Um, but I can type in these things and it kind of works out. Um, and it's, it's all right. Uh, oh my God. There's so many King James fucking, I don't really know. Yeah, the King James Bible. Um, it's, it's just kind of a mess. But, for now, uh, anyway, I'm going to jump ahead just to fucking read the thing. The two things that I was, con whatever, the figuring it out. Uh, literally, the hire of a whore. And it says on here, uh, even a lamb or a kid might not be sacrificed for them if ob uh, obtained as the wages of sin. 
I'm kind of following it. Uh, but the price of a dog. Uh, the ass might be redeemed with a lamb, and the lamb could be sacrificed. The dog could not be treated thus. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. But there is a dog that turns uh, turns to his own vomit again. I'm assuming that's what that means. Unless I'm, yeah, they put a C there. Weird. Uh, and of these, it is written that without our dogs and our uh, and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolat- idolaters, whatsoever loveth and maketh a lie. But that's in Revelations. So that's a future thing. Um, so then we have a bigger, better demonstration of what this is. So hopefully going forward, we will look into this thing and hopefully get a bigger explanation. Uh, the hire of a whore was a custom among idolatrous nations for prostitutes to dedicate to the honor of their false gods, some part of what they had or, uh, what they had earned by prostitution. In opposition to which abominable practice this law is thought to have been instituted. Or, uh, or the price of a dog, it is not easy to give any satisfactory account why these two, the price of a whore and of a dog, are associated in the same law. Thus much seems clear. Uh, from Numbers 18.15, and the price of a dog is not here rejected because the dog is an unclean creature. Uh, some have thought it is because the dog was worshipped by the Egyptians. That god, to draw his people from or guard them against idolatry, casts this contempt upon that creature in refusing the price it should be sold for. But the most natural sense of the passage seems to be to take the word dog here in a figurative sense for the sodomite or whoremonger. I assumed as much as the sodomite thing, but you know, I had to make a vow for sodomite in this, especially when you're like, don't fucking lay with men. Um, such persons being not improperly styled dogs uh, on account of their shameless incontinency and brutal manners. According, men of canine, beastly natures are called dogs. Fair. All right. Well, it's not great answers, but uh, it's... Better than nothing, right? These are good. Okay, we'll keep that up. Okay. That was strange. Oh, I know what happened. Um, I hit a, I hit a wrong button. I hit a wrong button. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 24. When a man hath taken a wife and married her, and it come to pass that she find no favor in his eyes, because he hath found some uncleanliness in her, in her, Then let him write her a bill of divorcement, and give it in her hand, and send her out of his house. I suppose this could mean anything uh, that finds her unclean, but he can divorce her. And when she is departed out of his house, she may go and go and be another man's wife. So, but, if you're a divorced woman, through history... I think we found it ain't it ain't a great wife life. You can't just find oh here's another dude. Uh, I don't think it works out that way. But uh, it also says in here you might have a couple of wives. It kind of hints to it here and there. So I don't know. And if the latter husband hate her and write her a bill of divorcement and giveth giveth it in her hand and sendeth her out of his house or in or if the latter husband die which took her to be his wife, her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife. After that, she is defiled, as opposed to she's not defiled the first time. For that is abomination before the Lord, and thou shalt not cause the land to sin, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. So, according to this, if you marry a girl, you divorce her. She finds some other guy, he dies or divorces her, and if guy number one comes back around and be like, hey, you know what we had was kind of a good thing. Uh, it's not a good thing to go back to that guy. Okay. Um, 
And again, we're getting the whole, you know, inheritance thing now. Uh, when a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year, and shall cheer up his wife, which he hath taken. Uh, I like Deuteronomy 24.5. That's pretty great. Let's take a year off when I knock up my new wife. <laughs> I said aloud. Uh, I'm assuming this is what this means. You take, an, in this context, you take a wife and immediately get to business of being like, let's make some fucking children. Uh, that sort of thing. I myself, I will be soon taking a lovely new lady to, to wife. Ugh, ugh, that sounded gross. Um, but I have no intention of just being like, let's make more motherfucking people really soon. So, uh, it might happen later down the road, but for now we're, you know, we got to get our shit together, which who knows when that will happen. Maybe next year. I don't know. Uh, no man shall take the nether or the upper millstone to pledge, for he hath taken a man's life to pledge. <coughs> the fuck does that mean? Uh, no man shall take the nether or upper millstone to pledge, for he hath, for he's taketh a man's life to pledge. Okay, uh, 23, oh, no, I don't want 2319. Uh, I want, this is 24, 24, 6. All right, so what does Bible Hub tell me about this? The nether and upper millstone. Literally the two millstones or even the upper one. I don't know what a millstone even is. A man's life, literally a soul. Connects two verses. All right, millstone. Used in their hand mills, under this they understand all other things necessary to get a livelihood. The taking away whereof is against the laws, both of charity and prudence. All right. Okay, so that kind of makes sense, right? I guess. Whatever. Um, if a man be found stealing any of his brethren, uh, of the ch any uh, any of his brethren of the children of Israel, and maketh mer merchandise of him, oh, and selleth him. Then that thief shall die, and thou shalt put evil away from among you. So if you start selling motherfuckers who happen to be from Israel, or, you know, of the people, children of Israel, sell anybody else but children of Israel, and you can't do it. Uh, take heed uh, in the plague of leprosy, that thou observe diligently, and do according to all that the priests, the Levites, shall teach you, as I commanded them, uh, so, shall, so ye shall observe to do. Uh, remember what the Lord thy God did unto Miriam, by the way. Uh, after that, after that, ye were come forth out of Egypt. Um, yeah, what happened to Miriam? She just kind of died, didn't she? Uh, when thou dost lend thy brother anything, thou shalt not go into his house to fetch his pledge. Uh, so if you lend it to him, you can't just barge in and take it back. He has to bring it back, I'm assuming. Uh. Huh. Okay, so I looked at a thing real fast. Moses told the Israelites of a woman who had suffered from leprosy. Who was that woman? And turns out that's Miriam. Moses reminded them of Miriam, his own sister, who had been punished with leprosy. Huh. That fucking sucks. Huh. Okay, so leprosy is bad. Um... And if, a, and if the man be poor, thou shalt not sleep with his pledge. Um, okay. In any case, thou shalt deliver him the pledge again. 
when the sun goeth down, that he may sleep in his own raiment, and bless thee, and it shall be righteousness uh, unto thee before the Lord thy God. The fuck does that mean? Uh, thou shalt not oppress an hired servant uh, that is poor and needy, whether he be of thy brethren, or of any, uh, or of thy strangers that are in thy land within thy gates. At his day thou shalt give him his hire, neither shall the sun go down upon it, for he is poor and settleth, uh, setteth his heart upon it. Eh, I don't know if most people want to be poor. Lest he cry against thee unto the Lord, and it be sin unto thee. Uh, the fathers shall not put to death for the... Uh, sh oh, the fathers shall not be put to death for the children. Neither shall the children be put to death for the fathers. Every man shall be put to death for his own sin. Interesting. Fun little rule there uh, for 24.16. 17. Thou shalt not pervert the judgment of the stranger, nor of the fatherless, nor take a widow's raiment to pledge. Okay. Uh, but thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee thence. Therefore I command thee to do this thing. When thou cuttest down thine harvest in thy field, and hast forgot a sheaf in the field, thou shalt not go again to fetch it. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow, uh, that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the work of thine hands. So let there be a lesson. Take fucking everything. Uh, when thou beatest, uh, yeah, when thou beatest thine olive tree, thou shalt not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow. Okay, so all this ending thing is a bit about, uh, Charity, it sounds like, I'm thinking. When thou gatherest the grapes of thy vineyard, thou shalt not glean it afterward. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, therefore I command thee to do this thing. Alrighty, kiddos. Uh, so that was those two chapters today. Uh, a slightly longer uh, episode. Rad. Uh, finally, I guess. Uh, with, I uh, hope... Some pretty good information there. It certainly helped me a bit, and from the future here on, I'm going to be looking at that, and hopefully I'll be much quicker in my searches or better editing. We'll probably look into that. Um, so yeah, that's about it. If you have any thoughts, uh, if you want to send me anything, uh, you can send it to accordingtostupid at gmail.com. You can find me on the Facebook and on the Twitter, Facebook, uh, The Gospel According to Stupid, and on Twitter, at AccordToStupid, right on there. Uh, you can find all these things in the show notes. You can find all my little notes and things uh, where I'm reading these uh, this stuff. Um, yeah, take a look. I'm, I'm trying to be as helpful as humanly possible. Um, and if you really like the show, leave us a review. We really appreciate it because it helps people see these things. And I want to get this thing out into the world. You know, it's my thing. I like doing this sort of thing. I like talking to a microphone. Uh, yeah. So. Thank you so much for listening. You've just been gospel to by the stupid. Mm -hmm.